Hello, it's episode nine. How are you? I hope you're good. I thought I'd do a little Valentine's special because I figured a lot of my listeners are going to be single like me and you don't have to be in a relationship to enjoy Valentine's. So today's story is taking us back to like 2014. No, Valentine's 2015, but the story starts 2014. We'll get to that in a second, but a few people have been asking me about the jingles in the podcast. A lot of people have been saying it gets stuck in their head, which I love. So the jingle is written and sung by my friend Joe. If you like his music, he's not paid me to say this, by the way, I just am obsessed with him. His music is on Spotify under Joe Flowers. He's only got about four or five songs, but they are stunning. He is just amazing i used to dog walk with him and he's an absolute legend like the nicest guy ever and the most incredible musician i don't understand how he's not famous so if you like the jingle go and listen to his music because i swear you will love it it's so great a little update on what i've been doing this week nothing that exciting to be honest i'm still unemployed and looking for a job so if anyone film or tv (laughs) it's not a word tv anyone who works until film and tv (laughs) if anyone listening works in film and tv i'm very much looking for a job right now i've got a few little projects coming up i'm still working on my short film which is almost finished we're just working on the sound design so that's really cool and i've been working with the bbc this week filming some interviews for stuff so we did some interviews with a really cool guy called jed mercurio who wrote line of duty and bodyguard so i got to actually do some filming which is great so for some of these interviews you have kind of three or four cameras set up so I actually got to be on one of the cameras which is great so I'm learning what we call self-shoot so I want to be a self-shooting producer where you kind of go around and um and you can actually film stuff it's kind of like a one-man band so I'm actually learning how to do kind of all of the um, aspects of filming at the moment and then in a couple of weeks time I'm working on a friend's short film so that's really exciting that's another film about mental health As much as I love doing comedy and I love telling funny stories, I also feel like telling those kind of important, deeper stories are great as well. Great to get them out there. So yeah, really excited to be working on that. And that's with one of my best mates. And in the meantime, just doing podcast stuff. If you like the podcast, then please do share it with anyone who you think would also enjoy it because I'm just loving all all of the responses. It's so nice to hear from everyone. And people are listening in such random places so shout out to everyone in Germany and Australia and New Zealand because I love that you listen hello to you hello to everyone else this is the Valentine's special so we're taking a trip back to about five years ago me and my sister worked in a sports bar in Clapham called the merchant or full name the merchant of Battersea it was a sports bar or it still is a sports bar, actually. It's still there. It's just not as legendary anymore because me and my sister don't work there anymore. But at the time, there was a team of about 10 of us who used to work there. And it was loose. There was not a single shift where we were sober, let me just say. We would have staff Jaeger, staff vodka, staff gin, everything behind the bar. We had our own staff fridge and it had all our snacks and drinks in there. And we would all just be absolutely wasted, especially during like the Six Nations or if there was football, anything where it was going to be busy, none of us were sober. And it was the most fun. Me and Sarah would 
get dressed up as if we were going on a night out. But really, we were just going to work a shift at the merchant. And we were trying to save money at the time. So we both had other jobs as well, but then worked there on the side, which was great because it meant we didn't go out and spend money on the weekends. We were just working and having the best time. So saved money. It was great. So whilst we were working there, it came up to New Year. And we were like, what should we do for New Year? Should we do something chilled? So somehow we'd got the night off work, probably because they were like, we want people who can actually work and not get fucked. And so we decided, helpful, kind people that we are, to bring our friends to the merchant instead for New Year. So we booked a table, the best table, obviously, in the merchant um, from, I want to say like 1 or 2 p.m. on New Year's Eve. And we were like, we're not going to go out, out. We're just going to have a chilled day at the merchant drinking. It's going to be great. Now for the purpose of these stories, so it doesn't get confusing, I'm going to have to give nicknames to the guys that are involved. And I was thinking about this earlier and I've decided that today we're going to go with Harry Potter themed names. So we're going to have, to start with, Dobby and Uncle Vernon. (laughs) So my sister invited her uni friend uncle vernon (laughs) to um to the merchant and he was going to bring his school friends or friends or something i don't know but people that we didn't know so i'd met uncle vernon before i'd got with him maybe the year previously which is a whole other story but basically we were all out one night first time meeting uncle vernon and this girl was massively trying on with him and he wasn't interested and he came over and he was like this girl just bit me (laughs) i was like (laughs) what? Like, what are you talking about? He was like, can you just pretend to be my girlfriend so that she'll go away? So chivalrous human that I am, I pretended to be his girlfriend, took my role a bit too seriously. And then we ended up actually getting with each other. Just a one evening situation. And then we just were friends ever since. So Uncle Vernon is coming to the merchant for New Year. He's bringing his friends. We're just friends. It's all cool. So we're there at the merchant, nice and early, getting the drinks in. And I think it's probably only me, Sarah, one girlfriend and then uncle vernon and all of his mates and one of his mates who we'll call dobby it's uh it's the first time i'm meeting him so we end up drinking like for most of the afternoon and then everyone all of the guys are like oh we're gonna go out in shoreditch in the evening but we we live in wandsworth and that's that's like far if you don't live in london london seems like a small place but you don't want to travel. No one no one travels outside of their areas. You travel like 10 minutes and then you're like, nah, I don't, I don't go to Shoreditch. Shoreditch is great, but it's such a mission to get home. And on New Year, even more of a mission because that's going to be like an hour in a taxi probably. Anyway, so they're saying they're going to this club called the Book Club and you have to get tickets and it's like a Vegas theme. So you have to get all dressed up. So they're going to that. So off they go about like 5 or 6 p.m. because they're going to go back and have pre-drinks and then go out. So we're still at the Merchant. It's getting like a bit busier, but it's not that fun. So we're like, "Mm, it's fine. But should we, should we go out? And the other girl we're with, she's just been through a breakup and she's having a shit time and she's like, we should go out. So naturally, we go out. So we run home quickly. We get changed. We put on like full on dress and heels. We we redo our makeup. We try and get a ticket online, I think, for the book club. And they're like, nah, there's no tickets left. But if you come early, then then we'll let you in. So we went super early. I don't even know what time. But you know how like normally 
you'd go out at like 10 p.m. at least, like earliest on New Year. This was like, I want to say seven, like six or seven. It was, ve- we were very keen. So we go out really early to the book club. They obviously let us in because no one else wants to be there that early. And there's like a cocktail bar upstairs. So we start drinking. Bear in mind, we've been drinking all day. And then we get talking to these Israeli girls. They're so great. They're lovely. Have a chat with them. I think I'm still friends with them on Facebook. Yeah, they were really nice. Anyway, so we're chatting to them. We make some friends. And then the boys arrive like way later. We're already absolutely wasted. They turn up wasted. And because it's a Vegas theme, we discover they have made like a a makeshift chapel in one of the rooms at the bar. And they're like doing like fake weddings. So my sister marries Uncle Vernon. My friend who's just had the breakup marries one of the other guys. And I marry Dobby, who I've just met. We've, we've, I mean, we spent the afternoon together, but then, um, yeah, we've all got drunk. And then we trashed the church, trashed it. There was loo roll everywhere. I think they had like, I think it was like a case of you kind of wrap someone in loo roll as like the wedding dress or something. I can't really remember. It's all a real blur. But I remember by the end of it, they had to close the chapel because we'd got so Larry in there. I don't know how they didn't throw us out, but either way, they didn't. And uh, we were able to enjoy our new year. So we all got married. And then we carry on our evening at the book club, dancing away, having a fabulous time. And then I'm like, oh God, I don't feel so good. So off I go to the toilet. And there's, if I remember correctly, only two cubicles in this loo. And I go in and I am violently sick. Like, you know that sick that's really loud and you can't pretend like you've not been sick. It's, it's happening. Everyone's going to know. Anyway, I'm in there for ages being sick. And when I come out, there's a queue like all the way down the thing because obviously there's only two cubicles. I've been in there throwing my guts up and I just come out and the girls are all looking at me like this bitch. And I just come out the absolute cheek bit. I'm like, oh, I think I think someone might have been sick in there. And they're all like, yeah, no shit. You've been sick in there. We've just heard you for the last like half an hour taking up the whole cubicle. Anyway, so that was fun. And I had to go home. (laughs) I'm an absolute state. I then, or maybe before I was sick, I got with Dobby. Either way, there was a snog with Dobby and then I had to leave. So just a snog. That was it. And then I'm pretty sure I got a taxi home on my own, like an absolute loser. And then it wasn't until a few weeks later that I saw Dobby again. again. A few weeks later, it was Uncle Vernon's birthday. So he invited me and the girls to go to Fez in Putney, which is a club full of basic bitches and they'd booked a table had a great night it was so fun and uh Dobby was there so obviously the inevitable happened and I ended up getting with Dobby <laughs> there's a sentence you never thought you'd hear me say isn't it I got with Dobby so he comes back to mine uh we still we never exchanged numbers like just didn't happen and so he kind of left and it was just kind of left as one of those things like you know, he's just like one of the mates of your mate. So yeah, so you didn't need to exchange numbers. It was just, is what it is, kind of done. Then a couple of weeks later, takes us up to Valentine's Day. And I'm at work at the merchant behind the bar, having a lovely time, serving all of these couples, having their um, really romantic uh, 
<laughs> really romantic days or evenings at a sports bar and I get a text through and it's like an unknown number but I can see the start of the message says hey it's Dobby I got your number from Uncle Vernon <laughs> and I'm like oh my god that's so nice he got my number so that like he's made the effort to get my number so he can text me on Valentine's Day. That is so nice. Anyway, I open up the rest of the message and I can't remember exactly what it says, but it was something along the lines of, hey, it's Dobby. I got your number from Uncle Vernon because I've been to get tested and it turns out you've given me chlamydia. So you should probably get tested too. I've not had the results yet, but probably best to go and get checked. Oh my God, I could have died right there and then. He's like fresh out of a long-term relationship. I've never had an STI before and I'm mortified, absolutely mortified. I'm like, what the fuck? No, I ha surely not. Surely, surely this hasn't happened. And on Valentine's Day, didn't even wish me a happy Valentine's. <laughs> How rude. So obviously I freak out. And as soon as I can, I go and get tested. Turns out, I would like to say... I did not have chlamydia. Thank you so much. He got his results back. He also did not have chlamydia. So just to clarify, neither of us ever had it, but that is not a Valentine's text I would wish upon anyone. So I hope no one's had any messages like that this Valentine's. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. Just, just a standard card would be fine. So once I find out I obviously don't have chlamydia, I'm obviously not thrilled. Not thrilled he sent this message kind of accusing me which I suppose is fair enough because he's been in a long-term relationship and then he slept with me and then surprise he thought he had it um terrible advice from whoever did his test to be like we haven't got your results yet but probably notify everyone because that is one way to freak me out obviously I'm not the biggest fan of Dobby at this point so then imagine my surprise when we have like a drinks do I mean I haven't seen I didn't see him for months like months went by of like not seeing him which is fine until that summer and there's like a big group of us all having drinks I think at the ship and it's super awkward everyone by this point knows what's happened and they're all like oh you guys bit awkward anyway so to diffuse the tension for some reason end up obviously getting drunk and doing speeches speeches why I think Uncle Vernon kicks things off. He stands up and does a speech about us all being there and it's so great. My sister then does a speech about she's so glad that me and Dobby could finally be in the same room together. I think we we're outside. So everyone surrounding our table at the ship is like getting involved and like cheering along with these random speeches. And then everyone's like, Phil, you should do a speech. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what I said, but I'm pretty sure it was something along the lines of I stood up. And obviously directed this at Dobby. And I said, I couldn't have got chlamydia from a nicer guy. And everyone just absolutely died. Obviously, everyone on the surrounding tables would have been like, oh, what an absolute tramp. Why is she announcing that she got chlamydia? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not that funny now I think back on it. But at the time, it, it you had to be there. Okay, it's one of those you had to be there stories. So then naturally, that diffused all tension. It was all fine. We all went back for drinks at mine and my sister's flat. And then me and Dobby, I think, slept together that night. You know, just for old time's sake. So then after that, after all the drama has passed, we all end up just being friends. It's all good. That's like 
what, four, five, five years ago now. <laughs> Not got with them since. It's all good. Just friends. Fast forward to this time last year. So end, I think it was end of February 2020. Just before the pandemic happened, or, it, or maybe it was brewing. Pandemic was brewing. I'd just come back from working on a football documentary and my sister texts me or calls me and she's like, um, so I've been to a charity auction this evening and there was an auction for men, like auctioning off men. <laughs> and now she has a boyfriend, long-term boyfriend. So I was like, so you you got yourself a man? I don't understand. She was like, no, I, I bought you a date. And I was like, what? I was like, what event was this? Anyway, she wouldn't tell me what the event was or who the man was or what the situation was. All she would tell me is that she had bid on a male and won him for me to go on a date with. So it was like she pa- she <laughs> she paid £160. Yeah, you heard that right. £160. That's how single and desperate I was at the time, clearly. £160 Obviously, it goes to charity, so that's great. But for me to go on a date with a stranger. So I'm like, oh my God, what? So then I've probably had like two weeks notice or something of this. So I'm going through like every single person that it could be. And I'm like, oh, well, it's probably going to be like one of the boys from that group. Like it's bound to be like Uncle Vernon or Dobby or like one of those people. Just like one of the boys in the friendship group. And she just won't tell me. And she's like, no, it's obviously not them because it was like, why would they have been there? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, who the heck is it? Like racking my brain. So I'm like, oh my God, maybe it's a famous person. Like, maybe it's James McAvoy. <laughs> you never know. So I was working in Soho at the time and she was like, oh, you just got to meet him by like Leicester Square on this evening. Um, like outside, where was it? Outside like a uh, comedy club or something. Anyway, so I was meeting him there and I was like, can I just not, can I not know who it is? She's like, no, you'll, you'll know when you're there. And I was like, but what if I don't know, what if I don't know him? And she's like, you'll know him. I'm like, oh my God, okay. And he doesn't know either. So he doesn't know who he's meeting and I didn't know who I'm meeting. So I arrive a bit early. I'm stood outside the comedy club and who should turn the corner but Dobby, obviously. So (laughs) as soon as he sees me, he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. And I'm like, oh, classic Sarah. Anyway, we were going to a stand-up comedy club. So we have drinks first, like have a catch-up or whatever. And then we go into this stand-up club. And like half of the seats are reserved. We end up having to sit on the front row, right in the middle, like, That's a stand-up comic's dream, is two people essentially on a first date who have got with each other before and are now there on a blind date, having been set up by my sister. Like, if you're a stand-up comedian, you pick on those two people in the audience. Is that not, like, the, the absolute jackpot? So he does pick on us, but only, like, briefly. I think maybe the host did. But he'd already like he'd already um, he'd already found another couple who were like way more interesting. I mean, what? <laughs> How rude! So um, yeah, I mean, he couldn't believe that we were on a blind date. And then this couple behind us were in the break were like, "Oh my god, are you guys really on a blind date?" And we were like, "Yeah," <laughs> but we already know each other. Um, so yeah, so that was quite funny. And yeah, and then we got like drinks, 
and it was really fun but you know when you're kind of like past that point of like you're already friends with the person it's not it it didn't really feel like a date I don't know so then afterwards obviously we leave like nothing happens don't worry we leave and I feel like I've got to text him and like thank him for the evening because I guess he's kind of like planned it so um essentially the the charity event I think was for his brother or like arranged by his brother so that's why it was him that was being auctioned off um like raising money for charity and my sister said that there was all these like single hot girls there like like bidding for him bidding for a date and then my sister outbids them all so poor Dobby doesn't get to go on a date with any of the hot girls he gets stuck with me instead so then after the date I say date after the stand-up gig I text him and I'm like thanks for a great night that was really fun kind of like glad it was him and not like some weirdo obviously would have preferred James McAvoy but that's fine and then I think he texts back but either way like at some point in the conversation he just didn't reply and I'm like it's cool it's not like a real date but rude so then lockdown happens and Dobby and his housemates host a quiz every Friday night and the first one they decide to do fancy dress and I'm like great I've got the perfect idea I mean I didn't have a clue what I was going to dress up as until about an hour before and I didn't have any costumes so I was like what the fuck am I going to do and then I was like I've got a bed sheet I'm going to dress up as a ghost and I changed my zoom name to ghosted by Dobby and I was a ghost under my bed sheet. And everyone was like, who is that? Who got ghosted by Dobby? And then I just popped out and everyone's like, oh yeah, Phil, classic. <laughs> Poor Phil. <laughs> Poor Han. And that's the story of me and Dobby. I feel like I'm going to have to call him Dobby now. He's going to be really pissed off that his name is Dobby in this probably. But Dobby's great, no? Dobby's like one of the best characters apart from like Hagrid. So I think that's going to be my new theme is everyone's going to get a Harry Potter name. <laughs> But yeah, next episode is going to be the last episode in series one. And then series two is going to be with guests. Or well, that's the plan. If you want to be a guest, let me know. Um, if you've got good stories, let me know. If you want to come on or like send a story in, then that would be awesome. Um, I've got a feeling series two is going to be when I'm 29. Am I going to have to rebrand? Am I going to have to get a new name? Who knows? It's all to play for, but we've still got episode 10. But this has been episode 9, a little Valentine's special. I hope you've had a lovely Valentine's Day or Valentine's weekend. Or if you're listening to this at some point that's not Valentine's Day, then I hope you've just had a great day. (laughs) It's been an absolute treat, as ever. I hope you're well. I hope you're keeping busy and happy and healthy. And I will see you again next time. See you later. She's failing again.